Welcome to Success Secrets, the podcast where we dive into the inspiring stories of individuals who have overcome obstacles and achieved remarkable success in their professional lives. Join us as we sit down with entrepreneurs, executives, and trailblazers from diverse backgrounds who have broken down barriers and shattered glass ceilings. We explore their journeys, strategies, and insights and learn how they've navigated the challenges, persevered through setbacks, and reached their goals. Get ready to be inspired and empowered by the powerful stories of resilience, determination, and discover their secrets to success. We are excited to kick things off with our first ever season called Women in Fintech. In this captivating series, we will uncover the secrets to success from some of the most influential women in the fintech industry. I'm excited to introduce our special guest today, Jamie Hirawa. Jamie is the co-founder and managing director of Agile HRO, an international human resource outsourcing and payroll company with locals in Asia Pacific, Latin America, Europe, and the U.S., With over 13 years of experience in the global HR and payroll industry, Jamie is a recognized thought leader in the industry and has been featured in popular publications like Talent Culture, Business Leader, Financial IT, Business Chief, Finance Monthly, Global Finance and Banking Review, Startups Magazine, and Grit Daily. Welcome to the show, Jamie. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Lizelle. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Yeah, so excited to have you here as well. So, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. So, um, to add on to uh, the amazing introduction that you just did, um, I started my career in large workforce solutions um, corporations, starting first in Australia Uh, And then moving to working in APAC for seven years across different countries like Singapore, China, Thailand, South Korea, I was super fortunate to have a fantastic mentor who pushed and challenged me. Um, And this mentor and these amazing experiences equipped me to be able to explore an entrepreneurial journey. Amazing. I love that. And how did you come up with the idea um, for your company and what's, what inspired you to, to start your own business? Great question. Um, get this all the time. So obviously I have the experience working within this field. Um, about eight or nine years ago, my co-founder and I met. We were working for competitors um, and we got along very, very well. So fast forward six years later, Um, the idea came about like, hey, we've been doing this for so long, we can do it better (laughs) and we can make our business model um, industry agnostic because we were working in this specific industry. So, yeah, the idea came about like how or why don't we bring this business model to different tech companies, fintech, media and really have it as in a blueprint of companies that who want to expand and use a HR outsourcing services. So that's where the idea came from. Amazing. I love that. And can you share a time where you faced um, any significant challenges in your business and how you've overcame it? 
Sure. Um, I think the most significant change or challenge um, came, and this is probably not new to founders at all, but the transition from being a small startup with a lean team to scaling to a big team, um, expanding into new regions. Um, So the challenge that I faced personally was letting go, (laughs) Mm -hmm. letting go and, you know, letting the team um, take over uh, to a degree. So that was one of the biggest challenges. Um, But it was for the best of the business. Mm-hmm. So I'm super happy that we got over that. Amazing. So essentially being it, learning to delegate, right? And letting go of essential like tasks that you were doing before and letting other people, trusting other people to take it over and doing a good job at it, right? Exactly. And that comes with having it as your baby for so long. And so when you scale the team, bits of your baby gets delegated out Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now I can say where, I, I mean, it was only a year ago that we were around four or five people and now we're 15 in the business. Wow. Um, so we have scaled quite a lot globally. Um, mm-hmm. and the feeling of letting go already started that a year ago. And, um, now I'm able to be in a position to more so help the team and support them and give them the skills to to work towards our goals. Amazing. That's that's really interesting. And that's huge growth um, from within a year. How have you managed dealing with that with the, the, the management of people? Um, mm. How have you, like, for, for delegation, like how have you gone about doing that? Yeah, great question. So we have... Um, what we've done is that we've dedicated project leads and um, project teams so that project leads can coordinate with different departments in getting certain tasks done, whether that's building a new tech product or um, expanding into a new country. Um, so rather than, you know, me taking authority and being the project lead all the time, I've actually gone like, you know, we talk to as a team who would be the best person and who wants to lead this. Um, so then I can just help and guide them if they need me, but fully trust them and let them, um, do their job because at the end of the day, my goal is to develop my team and make them shine. Mm, I love that. So it's all about trust. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about at the end of the it's day, trusting trust. your team. Yeah. Mm. Trusting them to manage the actual project and you can just oversee things from above. And if you need to step in, then you're there, but you let them, I feel like when you give your team the trust and you believe that they can do the good job, then they're going to start having trust within themselves and they'll do an amazing job at it as well. Absolutely. Trust is the biggest thing. And since we are a remote first company, um, it's, you know, not always easy because you, to build the trust, you don't see, see or spend time with each other face to face on a daily basis. So you have to build that trust by letting someone do what they're supposed to do and trusting that they um, will get the task done or if they need help, they'll come to you. Like, um, yeah, so that's one thing I would say. And then on the other side of managing people, um, I was going to circle back to trust, but um, on the other side of managing people, especially remotely, it's, 
it's setting the expectations. So um, mm-hmm. on the weekly basis, you know, these are the expectations of, of the goals that we need to hit and making sure that everyone um, knows what they are. Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, you are to touch on the remote working because you're very like you're a huge advocate for it and you're fully remote based. So, and so are we. Um, I wanted to ask you some actually a few questions around remote working. Uh, I know it's not on the the list, but I think you'll obviously be the, the great person to ask about this. Um, how do you go about managing a remote team and how do you ensure because it is very difficult and obviously there's challenges, but it's, it's also amazing freedom that you get. How do you go about managing and ensuring all your team are on track to doing what they should be doing? Great question. We have um, metrics in place. Um, we obviously use technologies like OKRs um, to measure um, what the results are and, and as a, for the tasks that have been set out. Um, so that's how we would measure the team's performance. Um, and then communication. So one-on-ones are super important with me and my direct reports. We meet twice a week. Um, sometimes we only need to meet once a week, but um, that just keeps the communication going strong. I also can check in with their mental health. Are they too stressed? How can we um, alleviate them? Is there anything that's going to stop them from um, doing the, the, their role or achieving their goals? And um, But also being mindful that um, people have lives outside of work as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, regular checking like is that. very important. Yeah, having those one-to-ones and, and sessions and not just on just messaging, but actually like actual video calls to see how giving that as much human interaction as possible uh, through mm. remotely, uh, I think is really important. And uh, yeah, setting those metrics. But yeah, I think we also do these one-to-ones and I feel like every time I do a one-to-one, I feel like they're, they know what they're doing and they're back on drop. And, and it's interesting that you say you're doing it at least once a week um, with your direct reports um and I think it's it's definitely needed to help them because it is difficult when you're not having the office experience or the human interactions on a day-to-day basis exactly. it helps for them to get uh to speak to their direct managers and, and see what needs to be done and, and see if there's any issues that they're facing as well right exactly and also championing a culture of um recognition and feedback so um, something our head of ops implemented on a Friday when Singapore is about to go to sleep, he'll do a rundown of all the things that individuals have done for the week that have um, been, you know, achievements within the business to give them, a, you know, to end the week a on boost. a high. Yeah, oh, I love that. I, love I really that. love that. I'm going to implement that in my business, yeah. actually. So giving yeah. giving each team member like a little boost of like, well done, right, for the end of the week. That I really exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. And name it, like, you know, naming them in the Slack. Uh, so, yeah, he does it in the Slack. And I, I just love that because, yes, we should be ending on a high every yes. week and coming in on Monday morning feeling fantastic. And, yeah. I absolutely love that. That's a really good, that's a little gem in there for anyone that's running a remote only, uh, a remote first business. Make sure to take that uh, on track because that's amazing. Um, That's really cool. 
Um, okay, and next question. What are some of the biggest barriers that you faced as a woman in business, like a female founder, uh, and how have you overcame them? So, um, I, you know, since founding Agile, I've been very fortunate not to have faced any specific barriers because I am a female founder. However, I guess in the industry, it is still very male dominated and it's no secret when it comes to female led startups that we are 60% likely to obtain VC funding than men. Thank goodness this has not affected me in my first venture as we are bootstrapped from the beginning, but I would hope for my next venture that we can break these barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we went to Web Summit last year. We heard the stats. It's an alarming yeah. number. And um, especially like if he, if female founders are pitching to, to VCs that, you know, we are more um, uh, kind of questioned more than our Yeah, peers. taken less seriously and... Exactly. There's like the unconscious bias of all doubtful about their capabilities, right? As, as women. Exactly. So very fortunate that I haven't had experience with that, um, yet. Um, but yeah. Interesting. That's, that's, that's very good. And I think obviously in the tech world, it is still very male dominated and it's also great to see that you haven't had that experience and, yeah, I think there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of women out there that do actually face barriers within the business, especially if they're looking for funding. Um, mm. So it's it's such a shame, but I think as long as we can create more awareness around it, then, and then we're, we're doing our part, then I think we're on a good step. Um, okay. And what role do you think mentorship um, and networking play in the success of, women in tech or women entrepreneurs? I think mentorship and networking are critical for the success of women um, entrepreneurs and women in tech in general. Um, It's so essential to have a support network of people who can offer guidance, advice, different experiences, um, maybe new connections as well. Um, I've been very fortunate in my career to have several mentors who have helped me throughout um, and even as a co-founder, like you, you are never going to say that always your decisions are, are it, they come from somewhere. So whether or not that's, um, you know, you don't have a boss where you are, you can consult your boss for support. Am I making the right decision? However, you surround yourself by people that do inspire you. Um, who maybe have a different way of thinking that you do to help you get to the answer that or the decision that you want to go to. So, yeah, um, I think it's super important. Yeah, definitely. And for women who are just starting out in their careers, um, how do they go about finding a mentor? Like what are some of the options that they have? Mm, Great question. I think um, one way is to... I think you need to make a requirements of what you're actually looking for in a mentor um, and then working out, okay, where, you know, what inspires me, for instance, is it someone that built a billion dollar company? Is it someone that um, has grown more of a portfolio? Is it someone that is, um, has an inspiring voice? And from there, then you can go through and make your, um, 
a list of who to reach out to. And Mm -hmm. and if you are a founder, say going after um, or fundraising, then that should be an important criteria when thinking about what VC that you're going to be approached. There are several female um, founder VCs that are uh, really supportive and that could probably give you that network as well of inspiring women. Mm -hmm. Um, And don't be afraid to just reach out on LinkedIn if you find someone that's super inspiring. Send them a little message. Since um, the pandemic, I feel like everyone is much more open to that approach as well and more willing to help. I love that. And that's also the power of creating your own opportunities, not shying away. Mm. If you want a mentor, you have to put yourselves in the positions, right? You have to reach out to the people that you want to, that you want them to mentor you on LinkedIn and, and just be humble about it and ask them for help. Chances are they'll be more likely to help. Like they'll want to help you as well because they feel like most people are there to help each other. So Absolutely. I would be shocked if someone said no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that would be very rude, I, I, I think, but yeah, I guess, I think yeah. So. <laughs> and what piece of advice uh, would you give to women who are just starting out in their careers in tech? Um, stay curious and never stop learning. I think, you know, there's always something new to discover within the industry um, stay up to date with different trends, different technologies, and yeah, um, keep that mind curious. I love that. Stay curious. That's so, so important. Always continue learning and developing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Always do better. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, and what do you consider to be your biggest accomplishment as a founder? My biggest accomplishment is building a team of talented and passionate individuals who share my vision for the future of HR. I love that. That's so powerful, isn't it? Teamwork Mm. makes the dream work, right? It does. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you've got such a strong and talented team behind you there and they share your vision, they're going to work. If if they're passionate about it, then you're, you're lucky, I would say. Absolutely. Like lucky to have such a good team. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy yeah. to find the right team to, to back you. Um, so I think that is the biggest accomplishment for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned since starting your own business? I love this question. Um, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is the importance of resilience and perseverance as a founder. So there always will be ups and downs along the journey when things don't go to plan. You feel that it's one thing after the another crashing down on you, but it's so essential to be resilient, to keep pushing forward and overcome the challenges and celebrate the highs because if there's not a lot of people that do, they, they let it get them and then they, won't push through and then they won't succeed at the end of it. So that is the biggest lesson and probably the biggest trait I would say to take away um, to anyone that's looking to found their own business. I love that. So stay resilient and keep persevering, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. I think that's super important. And because running a business is not just all highs, 
there's so many lows as well and you're going to get disheartened um there's you just have to learn how to keep going even when times are hard just keep going right yeah exactly keep going keep doing it you'll get there keep going yeah maintain a positive mindset even when shit hits the fan (laughs) (laughs) and that's how you're going to succeed (laughs) absolutely and um can you share a time when you took a risk in your business and how it paid off yeah so i think going back to the team as i mentioned earlier uh, we were a team of around four or five. Taking that leap, uh, bear in mind, bootstrap business, haven't raised funds um, to scale the business. I think taking the risk to say, no, we need to invest in a strong team. We're not going to grow um, without having the right people and more people in place. Um, that was a tipping point for me. Um, where it was a risk because if it doesn't work out, you know, profitability of the company will will go down because it is a large investment. So we took that risk about a year ago. Um, and honestly, I couldn't say um, more of how crucial it was for the business um, and for, for me to grow as well because um, we have, built a very strong team, we can now do much more than what we could have done if we had stayed at a being a relatively small and lean team. Mm-hmm. So it allowed us so to grow, the leap to expand. grow. Yeah. yeah, taking that leap. Yeah, because it is a risk taking on new hires because at the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen really, do you? You don't know how they're going to perform and it could, yeah, so it couldn't pay – Sometimes it doesn't pay off, but if you hire the right people, then they can really take your business to the next level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. And how do you foster a culture of innovation and creativity in your team? We do promote collaboration across the teams. So an example with the rise of AI now, the team is tasked to work on ideas and how we can utilize AI across all departments and business processes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then going back to the project management side of, you know, having a project lead and they have to interact with the team um, and which is amazing because you have, we have a sales lead in Lisbon um, working on a project with our operations team in Singapore with you, our marketing in Ukraine, um, you know, helping make it all pretty. So, um yeah, we, I really try to push everyone to really talk to each other and collaborate. Mm-hmm. Also, then they know that they can go to them and they don't have to come to me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So mm. oh, I think that's super, super important as well, knowing that they can speak to each other and not always just come to you for advice or for help. Using exactly. each other around, uh, I think that's super important. And Yeah, and that makes them um, work better as a team as well so having these special projects for everyone to be involved in is quite important and getting everyone involved in the the special project and not just you know taking the lead on it myself but really delegating it out to the team Um, yeah yeah and they'll feel excited about it as well because they're it's their little project that they're working on it's special to them yeah 
Um, okay. And how do you stay motivated and focused on your goals as a founder? So um, for me to stay motivated is a couple of things. Like there's probably two things in the business that really keep me motivated and that's the team because, you know, as their leader, I want to make sure that we're going in the right direction so that they'll be with us forever. Um, so really making, building that foundation, but also making sure that the business is on the right path of growth. Um, so they motivate me. The second is our social mission motivates me because the more business that we do, um, the more kids education we can sponsor. So we've directly tied our social mission in, um, uh, to our, to our revenue streams. Um, so yeah, I would say those two are the most motivating factors like within the business and then outside of the business to stay focused on the goals. Sports is so important to me. Um, having my routine of daily workouts, um, even if it's 45 minutes or an hour mm -hmm. and then reflecting, like reflecting, um, as well. So reflecting on, you know, what we did right in the previous month, um, what lessons we can change to move forward and also keep looking at your miles, milestone goals. So have we succeeded in hitting these goals? If not, how can we uh, hit them sooner? I love that. And, yeah, so there's obviously for you, there's personal personal life goals that helps you manage your mental health and your mindset. And then there's also the business goals that help you stay on track and helps keep the you and also the team motivated, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think both are equally as important as well, because if you don't feel your best, then you're not going to be performing at your best. And also your team is going to feel that as well. They, they thrive off your energy, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And what's one piece of advice, if you could go back, would you have loved to have given your 20-year-old self, if you could? Don't be afraid. I love that. Don't be afraid. Okay, that's good. Why, why would you say don't be afraid? Oh, because I was, I was afraid to take the step and move forward in my career at the time. And I, what my mentor was saying, you can do it. I believe in you. And I, I was saying, no, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's what I would say to my 20-year-old self is don't be afraid. Oh, I love that. Yeah, don't be afraid. And I love how your mentor pushed you to it as well. And that's also the importance of mentorship because they're going to see your potential even when you don't see it at the time. And they Absolutely. can already see and they're going to push you to do great things. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think mentorship is super powerful in business. I agree. Um, one last question. Uh, how do you balance the demands of running a successful company with your personal life and self-care? So I think it's very, very important to have a balance in terms of personal life and work life. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that is ingrained in our culture as well. So we work very flexible hours. A lot of my team have children, so we want to accommodate for that. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, I'm 
I've been trying to build that lifestyle for me, hence why I started, wanted to start my own company to have a more balanced life. Um, not saying that I don't work hard. I just <laughs> choose my timings. I'm a very early bird morning worker, so I will wake up super early, already get in six hours before lunchtime, um, wow. go to the gym, and then, you know, work the rest of the time in the afternoon. Um, I don't have to work all evening. Um, I can, but I, I don't every day. I don't think that's personally going to, it, you know, move me forward as any more than I can mm-hmm. um, within the current business. So not saying that there's not other things I could develop, you know, work on. So mm-hmm. it could be different side projects, could be learning something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's how I keep it balance yeah and I think that's uh, I love that you said oh you you um you work like knowing what suits you and knowing what suits you best that you could if you wanted to you could be working all day every day but is that really gonna move the needle for you and and your business because you could be working hard but not smart if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and I'm definitely more of a smart worker but also working hard at the same time um but finding more strategic ways to work smart. For example, delegating tasks you don't particularly enjoy, like repetitive tasks, and then you can have those extra couple of hours to do the sports that you like to do or the fitness, which is going to help with your mental health and gaining clarity and creating that vision for your company, right? Because you also need to take a step back within your business to be able to move it forward and have those amazing creative ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you said, finding what works for you. Um, I think you always, if you also have something to prioritize outside of work, um, like a hobby, um, something else that you're passionate about outside of uh, building a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having your hobbies is, is so nice. Like I love horse riding. I love cooking. And I feel like it really helps me to switch off because running a business, it's, it's difficult to switch off because you're, it's your baby, right? Mm-hmm. And you're always going to be thinking about your baby. And funny enough, I had a lady uh, earlier today who was saying that she loves to read fantasy books because that's her way of switching off. And I love that idea as well, because it really helps to switch off your brain. I love one of, one of my ways I love to switch off is also watching cartoons like Disney Disney movies for example I watched Lady and the Tramp yesterday <laughs> but that really <laughs> that really it. helps you to switch off right like finding yeah. what works for you I actually switch off most when I'm playing tennis so for that one that. hour I mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else apart from tennis because you know the ball is flying everywhere and you've got to you know try yeah. and that's the only thing you can think about. Otherwise, you're going to get hit by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, I think it's super important to to have that balance. Um, you're going to have your days and weeks where, yeah, you're going to work more, but also prioritize some downtime for yourself. Um, and I know what you do when you get ideas and you would be walking or just before you go to sleep, like writing your ideas down as well and mm-hmm. – um, yeah, I do the same if it's at random moments of the day. So Yeah. 
Yeah, and the most annoying part is when it comes straight when you're trying to sleep. <laughs> but then they're actually really good ideas. So you're like, oh no, I can't forget about it. I have to write it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I try, um, and I'm not good at it. You're probably not good at it as well. Is when I wake up, my first reaction is grab my phone, check my emails, check Slack. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, answer yeah. Straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so me as to well. Wean, yeah. Yeah. Trying to wean myself off that habit and waking up and having a coffee and um, maybe doing 20 minutes of Pilates just to, you know, get into have a it. bit of a morning routine and then I'm better to check these, these things. Yeah, and, that mm. makes sense. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult when you have your phone right next to you and the alarm goes off. But I agree. I've done it before where I haven't checked my phone for like a half an hour. Um I think it's very good for your mental health as well because you're not just super stressed on <laughs> what's on Slack. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Um, okay, amazing. So I've got a few fun fire questions for you. So uh, what's your favorite book? How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That is an amazing book. I love that book as well. I learned so much from it as well. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. especially if you're starting out like as a new manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say definitely read it. Yes, yes, such a good book. Uh, favorite food? Xiaolong Bao. Xiaolong, oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, I do street, love a dim sum. Taipei Street Market. Yes, street food market, so good. Making me want to go to Taipei now. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Um, favorite quote? Oof, I have two favorite quotes. It's this is hard. So one would be um if you're thinking about the future, define success in your own terms, achieve it by your own rules and build a life that you're proud to live. Um mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, and you know that's what I'm trying to live by while building agile to be a remote company. Mm-hmm. Um and that's by Anne Sweeney, the co-chair of Disney Media. And then the other one is about making a difference. So in order to be replaceable, one must always be different. Um, Love that. Our girl Coco Chanel. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's such a powerful one. You you must stand out and be different. I love that. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, favorite country? Portugal. Portugal. Yes. <laughs> Great place to be. And uh, who's your most inspiring person? I always find this difficult um, to answer in terms of I don't have, I would, well, no, I won't give you a typical answer of like, you know, a famous female entrepreneur who built a billion dollar company or anything like that. Um, I think the people that people, not one person, inspire me on a day to day are those um, entrepreneurs and successful people around me who I personally know that have Mm -hmm. ambition drive and like just amazing innovative minds um like yourself Lizelle Forbes 30 out of 30 rising (laughs) star of the year thank you (laughs) um my co-founder is also inspiring um my friends here are also inspiring so and abroad as well Amazing. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good answer. 
That's really yeah. lovely. I mean, if you're surrounding yourself by people that inspire you, then it, it's going to like, you know, rub off you on a daily basis, I think. Yeah, definitely. And that's the importance of surrounding yourself with good people, mm. the ones that are on the same path as you, because they're going to help you stay motivated. They're going to help you stay on the right track. Whereby if you surround yourself with negative people who have no ambition, you're probably going to end up like them as well because you're getting advice from them and you're going out with them and you're getting influenced by them at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. It's been a pleasure. Um, So for everyone listening today, that's a wrap for another episode of Success Secrets. I want to extend my heartfelt thanks to our incredible guest, Jamie, uh, for sharing her amazing journey and pearls of wisdom with us today. Her story of entrepreneurship and success in the payroll and fintech industry is truly inspiring. Um, So thank you for joining us today and uncovering success secrets. And until next time, keep striving for success. This is LaSalle signing off.